the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast, and it's July 6th, two days after the 4th of July. We're in draft season, folks. Yeah, it's early draft season. Oh, who was that? None other than at Run DFF, Justin Rogers, the man with the the man that's on the IR right now. Hey, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, this is going to be a slow recovery for an old man, too. I'm, I'm you're, nervous. you're out right now. Out. I'm right? out. That would be your out. classification. Yeah, I'm out. I'm not doubtful. I'm not questionable. I guess doubtful isn't even a thing anymore. I'm not questionable. I'm out. I'm out. We're recording in the day, in the middle of the day today, because I cannot work. It is uh, 11 o'clock my time, noon your time. Yeah. And we are recording because I am stuck on the shelf with a grade three ankle sprain. So I tore the ligaments in my ankle. Super stoked about that. Now, this is because a dog chewed your ankle off, right? Right. Yeah. You know what? Uh, let me <laughs> say this. Here, 10 out of 10 would recommend the dog bite over the ankle sprain. <laughs> this level of ankle sprain. I, you know, I've, I've run through sprained ankles before. Mild sprains and whatnot with ankle braces. Mm-mm, not this one. Can't do anything. I'm stuck in a boot. Mm. Rocking, rocking one of these fancy two-tone gray uh, designer boots. Yep. Wow. Nice. And now, Real is that good. a used boot, or did, you, did, you, did the, the, the doctor provide this for you? Did you have to go on, like, a Facebook Marketplace and search uh, for it? Doctor provided this. He said, you want to cast our boot? I said, please give me a boot. Wow. Like, I do not want to do a cast in the middle of a Mississippi summer. I need to be able to wash my foot. Fucking wash cast. My legs, take a shower. They still do the cast, huh? Yeah, they do when they want to immobilize this thing. So he's trying to avoid surgery for me. So I appreciate that. Oh, my God. Now, yeah. when I met, I did mention the dog because a week prior to this injury, yeah. was like, you got attacked by a dog on a run. Yes. Yeah. We let's see. Friday, Friday night, I got attacked by a dog. A week and a half later, on Wednesday, I tore my ankle up. So, and I thought the dog bite was like the bad part of the summer. I'm like, oh crap! I got bit Same by a foot. dog. Same foot? No, it was different. Like one was my right <laughs> knee, and the other, my ankle is my left ankle. Oh my god! So you, what did you, you, you turned it on a rock or a, a divot, a pothole? How'd it go down? Actually. It was a little clump of dried mud that was on like the running path, just oh a little God. clump of mud that had dried up. So it was basically like a rock. And wow. I stepped dire- I guess I stepped directly on. It. I was looking at like, you know, we had all these storms come through and all these trees had been blown down, and yep. uh, the trail maintenance folks had come through and cut a tree off of the path because it had fallen. So I was just kind of looking over at this tree that had fallen. They had drug off, you know, seeing how big it was, and I wasn't paying enough attention clearly. And just stepped right on the only damn mud thing around, and it—I mean, I went to the ground. You know, most of the time, like you sprain your ankle, you just kind of hop and catch yourself. No, I went all the way to the ground. How far were you out? I was one mile out, and I decided I was going to try and run it off. So I ran about another mile and a half. And you felt it swelling, right? Oh man, that thing got so big. By the end, it looked like it looked like—I mean—a freaking softball on my ankle. Oh. Well, it's worse. Start taking right. pictures of all the bruising. Oof. It's got all kinds of pretty colors. I just sent you some uh, Rex Ryan foot pics. I'm not looking at them. I'm not going to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to turn. We got to start talking about something else because everyone's. You've just turned everyone off. You know, <laughs> they're, they're, hey, look! There's some people out there that are going to be asking me for foot pics now. Uh... I <laughs> now I had updated the uh, patrons with a couple pics, like here and there. And I forgot I hadn't told anybody else, and then I mentioned it somewhere else, maybe in the listener league chat or something like that. And Ruben was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm crippled. I'm so fine. You, so you can't even do wild wings or no? They can't put you at the no. door. You can't even I like can check IDs or anything at the door or anything like that. Look, check IDs. Oh, yeah, There's right. really no job I could do there. Like, I, you know, I guess I could potentially like host and take right. someone to tables, but I'm not working for nine dollars an hour, so yeah. not happening. I'm too old for that. My time is worth more. Okay. Well, speaking of, uh, well, I guess you'd be working for charity if you did that, right? Basically. So there's a lot of charity leagues going on right now. There is. There's a big one coming up called the Scott Fish Bowl. I think I heard of that one. There's a lot of stuff that goes involved that, that involves the Scott Fishbowl and the action. The big one, well, there's a few big ones. Obviously, there's the FCE Eliminator, which we are hosting one. But then there's the 
the lead up. Actually, does it? The fishbowl kicks off next week, but the potathon essentially kicks off the fishbowl. The Scott Fishbowl yep. Potathon, the SFB Potathon, Sal Lido at Sal Lido FF is kind of the um, the ringleader, the ringmaster, or, or who, who, what's, what do you call the guy that does the, uh, the it's in charge of the circus? What's, it, what's that called? Any idea? So the ringmaster? Like the ringmaster, right? Ringmaster, yeah. I guess Sal yeah. would be the ringmaster. Oh, it's a clown show, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it starts on Saturday, July 8th. Uh, I don't know the exact time of it kicking off, but I, if you just jump on YouTube, it's all over everyone's YouTube page. I'm going to see if I can get Sal to give us a, the, the YouTube feed to get it on our page, too, just to have more uh, access. Why? There were a number of, 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 I guess, YouTube pages of different podcasts that had it going on. And and I call, and I saw it and I was like, hey, Sal, why can't let's why can't I get him? He's like, oh, it's too late to, you know, it's too late to do that. So. Maybe we'll figure that out beforehand, but we will be on 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, July 9th. So we are going to wake y'all up. We're going to wake your asses up and kick off the potathon uh Sunday. Yeah, we're gonna rock, we're gonna rock on Sunday morning. If you if you are hungover, grab a beer. Enjoy it. Keep, keep on rolling. If you're just struggling to wake up, we're your answer. We're totally if you want to wake up quick, we'll make it happen. I told the, wife, energy. told the wife she was in charge of the baby in the morning because he usually wakes up. Mm-hmm. And right around that time, well, he usually wakes up around 6.37. But I said, you got to get him because I'm busy. She's like, what do you got to do? I'm like, potathon, baby. It's the potathon. And we have had pretty much every time slot over the past yeah, few we're years. We're all over the place. I love that we are mixing it up in the morning this time. We were prime time last year. A year prior to that, I think we were like in the middle of the night. And Yeah, we were way I love, the night before. Yeah. I love this morning stuff, man. This is cool. Um, so, yeah, we'll get, we'll get exposed to potentially a new This will be the soberest we've been on the potathon. Well, I don't know. I mean, I will oh, be at a I will have been at a 40th uh surprise birthday party the night before. So, you uh, might just be waking up still drunk a little bit, huh? Maybe. We'll see. I'll see how it, the <laughs> night goes. I'll see how the night progresses. I told Sal I'm not going to sleep because I figure I think that's why they put us on first thing in the morning because they, you know, we get a little uh racy. You wake up groggy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wake. I don't drink coffee. I wake up ready to roll. Let's go. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they wanted our usual energy. They want to. They want to challenge us to see what our morning energy is like. But they're gonna get it. They're gonna. They're gonna get it, baby. They don't know what's up. All right. So yeah, the SFB Potathon. It, it's awesome. It goes the whole entire weekend. Just, it's great. You 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 just turn on. It's just something to have on in the background. Whatever you're doing, like. Like I said, I, I would always tell this story before we were on the potathon. I, I don't even know if it was before we were on. Probably the year before we, we got onto the potathon. Like I can remember getting up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and just like flipping my phone on to see who was on and talking and stuff. And yeah, it's going to run, uh, by the way, the whole thing runs from uh, July 8th at 8 a.m. to July 9th at 8 p.m. That's your 36 hours at 8, right. 8 p.m. with a day. So there you go. 36 hours. That's fantastic. So but yeah, even if you're not even if you're not listening, turn it on a laptop and mute the laptop just so it's playing. These guys need your support. And then uh, you can just hit the unmute button when you want to catch up for a few minutes or whatever. Right. And if you have a, an extra couple of bucks, donate to Fantasy Cares cuz that Absolutely. that link that link's going to be shared all over the all over the place. So you're going to hear all about that cuz this is a charity event, the SFB is a charity event. The Potathon is certainly a charity event. We will be giving away a jersey to one of the somebody that's listening. Forgot about that. Thanks to uh, FF Steady Eddie, who uh, one of our patrons. We did a jersey giveaway. Join our Patreon, and you mu- you'll be a part of these giveaways that we have sometimes, where we like to give back to our patrons. And we did a jersey giveaway, and the guy that won the jersey said, "I don't want the jersey. Give it." Give it away during the potathon. So, good stuff. Steady Eddie coming through. So, we'll have to tell Sal to remind us about that. 
So maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll, we'll we'll be able to raise some more money for Fantasy Cares. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, while folks can can bid on maybe the jersey of their choice, perhaps you know, I'll reach out to my my uh, my Chinese connection and you know, <laughs> figure out what jersey we can get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do all that stuff. So you know. And I, and I would be remiss if I did not mention the other charity leagues that I'm in this year. There's the Lionheart Legacy Bowl, which is a really amazing story uh, about a, a foster family and stuff. There's the Biscuit Bowl I'm, I'm in, which is that draft. You're still doing that draft? I'm doing that draft. This is like a two-week draft. Um, there's two picks left. And then there's the Warrior Bowl, where we just gave away two spots to that uh, in our in our patron. Our Patreon. So join the Patreon. There's a couple of tiers. Check out the page. We are always um, looking for new um, new folks to join and you know build up, build out that that network. So and these charity leagues are great too. You know, we all love fantasy football. We all love drafts. Some of these are best ball leagues where you just draft your lineup and not you don't do anything after that. And some of them are lineup setting leagues, which I love. I love too. Um, Something I want to talk about with the SFB, you can have, you could have joined a sleeper league or an MFL league. Now I know the answer to this, but I'm just going to ask you anyway. What league did you join, Mister? Come on, man. It's, I'm MFL all day. I can't. I I find myself neglecting sleeper leagues, so I have to. It has to be MFL now. I joined a SFB sleeper league. And let me. And this was before I realized that the SFB sleeper sleeper leagues have a kicker. Oh God! Did you know that? There, it's like a forced kicker, like because they can't have an optional flex kicker. Right, right, yeah. right. Now, so, yeah. now sleeper is a relatively new platform. Well, not relatively new. They've been around at least five or six years at this point, but they're still building out their features. Yeah, they're not. Uh, and, and MFLs, yeah, and MFLs been around forever. But the, the knock about MFL is that they've been around forever and it still looks like it did when they started forever ago. Right. So, um, but I, I'm in a, let's see, one, two, three. I'm in three or four. I'm, in, I'm probably going to be in about six or seven sleeper leagues after this, once this draft season commences. So, if uh, I'm in I, six or seven of them, I could find myself probably paying more attention. Right. And the problem is that, you know, I, I don't. I just they become the forgotten leagues, the the redhead stepchildren. It used to be like that for me, but I'm in two dynasty leagues, and then I'm in a bunch of um, my home redraft league. I'm doing a town dads league on sleeper. We talked about that with Lindsey oh. Rhodes, um, uh, and my SFB division is in sleeper. So yeah, I'm excited for this stuff, and um, yeah, man, getting your charity leagues and. Listen to us, because not only we talk dynasty, we talk redraft. Believe it or not, as well, we we get into everything, especially with the guests we have on. Sometimes we re- we really cover all the bases here on the hot sauce pod. You can't help but talk redraft when it's draft season, though. I mean, just you know, we're going to get into it because we're that's what we're doing as well. Yeah, the redraft takes a backseat for all but about two months of the, of the year, and these are the two months. Yeah. And once the season commences, it's all intertwined with one another anyway, because you're talking about players. You know? Yep. You know, the only thing the dynasty format necess- has that the others don't necessarily have is the abundance of trades, really. And, you know, draft picks and stuff like that. <clears throat> so, anywho, how many rebuilders and contenders are are you in? What's your what's your ratio? Of- oh, it's lower this year for rebuilders. Um, let's see here. I just had trade axe four up because I haven't decided exactly where I want to go with that, but I think I could probably contend because I have Deshaun, Tua, and Dak. Now I've got Bijan and Brees Hall and Charbonnet, whatever. My wide receiver's a little thin, but I think I could probably make it work. So I, I'm, I'll probably – DDCL might be the only one that I'm continuing to be, and that's just going to be a – I'm going to play that one by ear because I have Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. So if I can kind of sustain 
in that league, you're, you're, if you see a, a trend here, it's because all these rebuild and basically every team I have, I want high-end QBs. Um, so I always have a QB situation that's reasonable. And then, you know, I got Damian Pierce, Rashad White at running back with Zach Charbonnet. Wide receiver's a little, little bit better in this one, but not great. So it's just, it's, those are about the only two that I'm rebuilding in. Everything else I'm trying to know. DDL3, that's my worst team right there. Oh, wow. That's a 14-teamer, too. 16-teamer. Oh, really? This one's 16-team, two tight end premium, super flex, auction. So I've got some work to do in that one. Okay. Wide receivers are actually pretty decent in that one for where I'm at. Uh, QBs, I have Trevor Lawrence and Tua and Kenny Pickett. In a 16-teamer, that's pretty pretty good. So I'm, I'm that's probably my worst team. So maybe I have two rebuilders and one that I'm deciding. But how many you got? You got any that you're, that you're uh, resetting on or anything? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It's kind of. I mean, this year I have been rebuilding in a, in a, in a handful of leagues with the focus on the 2023 draft class. So. Mm-hmm. If I go down the line, I mean, I'm going to say the Trades HQ League, I'm still rebuilding. I can't, you can't have one, you can't be like a ground zero rebuilder and, ha- and hit up one draft class and automatically be a contender. So I'm going to say I'm still rebuilding in that league. Um, but yeah, one, two, I'm going for it in the OG League, man. Me and I've been doing some trade negotiations, and this is a league I came in last place in. I should have come in last place, but I, I messed up my lineup and, and finished second to last. Remember that? Uh, in the OG league last year, yes, yes, I, yes. I do remember that. Uh, but uh, yeah, let me see. Going down to the competitor, competitor, competitors. I am competing the hot sauce listener league. I am not. I'm entering the I'm entering the dispersal in that league. It's already become that's already. I've already confessed to in, in doing that. But yeah, my my two. Yeah, I'm contending in all and uh, all, but about two, just like you. Yeah, yeah. The OG league. Um... I think I've got a team now that's going to be ready to roll. Because I ended up scoring Bijan in that one to go with Ramon J and Kenneth Walker. That's right. And I got Josh Allen off of you after we moved after we moved Lamar Jackson back and forth a couple times. Right, right, right. I'm in um, I'm in trade negotiations right now in the OG league that would get me two starters. Mm. So that that would. That would put me in contention mode. Yeah. Judging by I, um, I got second to last in a league last year, and I'm firmly a contender this year. I think I just I used some draft picks. This is the one I it was a startup last year, and I had five twenty-three firsts. Yep. And now I'm rocking Lamar Jackson and Kyler with Stroud and Bryce Young on the roster. So I got some pieces there. And then uh Najee and Zach Charbonnet. We have to start three and have Jameer Gibbs as well. So there's that. And then Cooper Cup, Debo, and Jordan Addison are my core of my wide receivers with mm. some other pieces. Yeah, there's a couple of Juwan Johnson. But with that lineup, I'm like, all right, well, I went from terrible to now I can I think I can play with folks. Without right. It, again. Uh, Centering around the QBs. As long as I have good QBs, I feel like I can build a team. So Lamar yeah. Jackson and Kyler with the other the youngsters on there. Yeah. Sure, why not? Oh, and I have Will Levis. I forgot I scored him because some guy played chicken and thought that I wouldn't take another quarterback. And I was like, oh, <laughs> quarterback. you don't know me. <laughs> you gotta think you gotta think Will Levis will see the field at some point this season. I think probably so. Just Although I guess I'm higher on Brian Tannehill than most people are. Just based on the whole, I mean, what was there like, almost sixty quarterbacks that started last year? Some ridiculous right, number. Exactly. Like it's just a matter of time before basically every backup hits the hits the the field for something or another. It's just insane. So you mentioned it, you know, when you were talking before, you mentioned a couple of segue opportunities that we could have meandered through that are kind of what we wanted to talk about um today well what was your first one that you'd like the to first visit? one you popped you popped off with you have kyler kyler murray now 
do you think he's going to see the field this year? Because there has been some folks that there's some folks that are saying he's not going to see the field at all. He's going to miss 11 weeks. You know, he's going to be effective. Do they just want? Do they want to risk him getting injured again if he if he's going to be a trade, uh, a possible trade uh, of Kyler in the offseason based upon their crappy the Cardinals crappy record? People are talking about the Cardinals drafting Caleb and Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. Like where you where do you stand on all this? Uh, I think he plays. Uh, I did. I listened to Stefania Bell's injury prognosis thing uh, a few weeks ago, a month, month and a half ago, something like that. Right. And uh, she felt pretty confident that he was going to be back on the field sometime midseason. And that's about how I feel. I think he goes PUP to start. I think he just starts there and uh, eventually he ends up hitting the field. But I'm, 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 I'm hopeful. Hope you know maybe optimistic that at the end of the year he's on the field and he may not be 100% Kyler but he's going to be better than you know the Derek Cars of the world that's for sure and uh, I think he'll be a top 12 ish guy. You think he's just going to jump right back in coming off an ACL where a majority of his game is you know running around all over the place? You think he's just going to come right in and start running around all over the place after that ACL? I don't think he needs to run around all over the place. He's a better passer than people give him credit for. Who's he throwing to? Well, Hollywood Brown. That's who, he's throwing, that's who he was throwing with. Uh, that's who he's throwing to last year before Beop came. And guess what? He was pretty good. All right. That's who he's throwing to the year. You know, like I think that I think we're going to be fine with that. This is a guy who in 2021 threw for 270 yards a game. I'm not, I'm not super concerned. So I have Kyler Murray in the DDCL where I am a contender. Yep. And going, sure. And I don't trust I'm, I'm I just don't I don't want to be patient with Kyler. I want to move him and and just I'm 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 winning and yep. I don't want to. So you know, long story short, last week I was in a Okay, the waiver run occurred in the DDCL this week. And this is the 40, the four copy, 48 team, you know, the four divisions of 12. Uh, their waivers ran this week. And Steady Eddie, we mentioned him earlier. He's texting back and forth with me. And I'm just like, I, I told him I have four, uh, I had 14 waiver claims in, and I didn't bid more than $5 a person because it's a $100 fab you start with. And there's, I mean, there is some potential. There was potential on waivers, but they were all kind of scrubby potentials, you know. Right. But I, again, I still had fourteen waiver claims out, and he and and he and he was like, ah, yeah, you know, he he had his. Um, he was like, well, how do you feel about Lavisca Chenault? And I'm like, you know, I, you know, he he just hasn't fulfilled his his uh, whatever, you know, potential, whatever. Potential, right, right. Now he's on the Panthers and. Yeah, you know, there's there could be a there could be a path to opportunity at, on the Panthers. They're just an up and coming team, and he's still very young. And when he came out, everyone envisioned him as somewhat of a Debo Samuel light type of player. But who knows? He's still he's still a zero, you know. But I had put in a waiver claim for him, and I actually won said waiver claim with a five dollar bid. Now, so, now with with Fab with waivers, if you bid the same amount as somebody else. The person that put the bid in first gets the player. Right. So I had one LaVisca and he did not. And I felt a little bad since he's, he's a patron of ours. And I was like, you know what? I'm happy to make a deal for Visca. And I'll, I, you know, I'll take one of your scrubs or whatever. You know, if you want, if you're, you're really that into LaVisca Chenault, I'm sure we can work something out or, or we can make uh, like a legitimate deal and I'll throw him in as a throw in. So I go, I go check out his team, and, and I see he and he's a he's in complete rebuild. He did he was in he took over an or you know he took over he was in the dispersal. We helped him with the dispersal because uh, that's what we do in the Patreon. We will give you some um, some some we will we will walk you through whatever you need to be walked through to make sure you you succeed at fantasy football. So well, long and the short of it is. He's in a super. He's in a rebuild. He's he's aiming for 2024, and he had Dak Prescott, who I don't really care. I don't care too much about Dak Prescott, but I'm like, hmm, Dak Prescott's a he's a serviceable starting quarterback. He's a fringe QB one. 
I have Kyler. He's in a rebuild. Kyler would, would look great on his team, especially if he's going for Caleb Williams. So I I shot him a, a Kyler for this Kyler and Visca for Dak. And then I posted it in our in our Patreon chat, group chat. Yep. And every and I, I guess everyone came back with that's not enough for Dak. Yeah, it's interesting because the I want Kyler straight up over Dak, but I don't want I'm still gonna play the market. So if someone had sent me that, I would want something more than Visca to move Dak for Kyler. Right. Because yeah. I'm I'm always going to play market. Even whatever my rankings are is not as relevant as what the value is in the market. And right now I think that Dak is, especially as we approach the season and we're scoring points, is going to be worth more. Yeah. And I am, and I'm not looking to fleece one of our patrons. You know, I want to, I want to make a deal that's fair for everyone. And I, I think Kyler would, would be great on his team as a big rebuilder. And I'm, I'm a contender. So, uh, so, with the DDCL, we have the advantage of kind of looking at the market value because you have four other there are there are four Dak's four Dak Prescotts in the league. So I sent a Kyler for Dak straight up to all four, and just straight up trade. None, and they all got rejected without a counter. So that just proved that no one wants Kyler Murray over Dak. Well, I did when you said you were going to do that. I did a quick little reconnaissance, and all of those guys could be considered at least playoff teams. Mm. So you're asking a bunch of hopeful playoff guys to give up their starter. Yeah, so that was I mean, part of it. You know, yeah. contracts matters. Sure, sure. I mean, they weren't super teams by any means, but again, I just wanted to blast it out. I think maybe one or maybe one team could have besides. Um, Steady Eddie's team could have used, um, you know, and again, it's Kyler. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm, there, you got your, oh boy, there's, okay, hold on a second. I just got a message from the, the babysitter. He fell asleep in the high chair. Perfect. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> it is good. Keep recording. Yep. Mine's <laughs> over there. I got the monitor right here and he's passed out as well. Yes. So, um, so I went to the trade finder just to look at some Kyler trades and I was really like, Oh my God, I compare Kyler's value right now to almost Deshaun Watson legal trouble value because all I, I put in a super flex for Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray or the one Oh seven, which you're assuming is like a, a Quentin Johnston or yeah, that's stupid. Right. And then there's people are gonna really regret this shit when they <laughs> when they when when Kyler's back on the field, they're they're gonna regret this stupid ass shit so bad. I mean, um, unless it was like uh like somebody fell like one of the core QBs fell to the 107 and it was like a, a draft day trade, you know, on the clock type Maybe. of deal. Yeah. But I, I can't see myself ever trading the 107 for a quarter for a, a Right, Kyler Murray, of no less. Um, here's like here's a 24 firsts and the 204 for Kyler Murray. What do you think of that one? Say that one again. Sorry, I was looking. At 20, uh, yeah, uh, the 204 and a 24 first. That's one first and a second for Kyler. No, right. I'm not doing it. There is no way that outside of maybe Caleb Williams, Kyler is going to be the most valuable piece of any 2024 draft pick like there are when he's back on the field assuming he doesn't tear another acl or some stupid shit you know he's gonna be worth more than every player every piece out there except caleb williams i mean that's just no i'm not doing that would you trade danny dimes and michael Pittman for kyler murray and tyler lockett absolutely you i'm not but the reason is because i'm not a i'm not a michael Pittman guy I think that he's screwed with Anthony Richardson. Well, I would, I would, I would rather have Kyler Murray and Lockett over Danny Dimes and Michael Pittman. Yeah, as well. I think I'm getting more production out of Lockett than I am Pittman this year. Yeah. So I, I'll just you know take that, and of course I've got multiple QBs in every league, so I'll be fine with 
Kyler sitting for the first six or eight weeks or whatever, and then then I get to rock Kyler. All right. Tell me what you think of this one, Kyler Murray or the 103? See, that's closer because of the market value. I'm, I think a lot more. Yeah. But, you know, like that's, that's Stroud or Young right there. Yeah. I think people are going to regret having one of those over Kyler in six months. This one's going to drive me. Well, Garrett Wilson or Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, and a 24-third. I'm taking Kyler. <laughs> I don't even think it's close. Yeah. Garrett Wilson isn't Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or even CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown. He's nice, but he ain't those guys yet. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, here's, oh, here's, here's one involving Dak. Devontae Adams, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott in the 109. So it's Devontae Adams and Kyler Murray or Dak in the 109? That's right. It's pretty close. I'm going to take Devontae and Kyler and hope that I'm competing at the end of the year and Kyler can help me win a ship. All right. Man, there, I mean, there's so many to talk about. I'll give you just one more. All right. Kyler Murray, Javante Williams, or Justin Fields, Miles Sanders? Kyler. Really? The two, I, guys, the two guys coming off ACLs? Yeah, well, I'm not concerned with it. I'm not concerned with Kyler's ACL because quarterbacks come back from ACLs. And oh. They're fine. Uh, the running Javante is that's why I went. That's why I sighed a little bit. Yeah. Because I don't really want to deal with Javante. But I'm scared of Fields. I mean, I think he's gonna be fine this year, but I'm scared of his long term. Like, does he develop into a passer that the NFL wants? Or is he just that guy that can run? And if he's just that guy that can run, I don't know that he gets a second contract. If you don't get a second contract, well, shit. What good is he? You know? Yeah. If he doesn't get a second contract, he's toast. Right. Uh, well, I'll, I'll just, I saw one caught my eye and you commented on ARSB earlier in a chat, but uh, Kyler Murray or Amon Ra St. Brown straight up. Oh, Kyler Murray. Yeah. Once again, this falls into in five or six months, he's going to be a top, he's going to be a, a late first, early second round startup pick, and I don't think there's any chance that ARSB reaches that realm. One, one last yucky one: Russell Wilson, Nico Collins, and a 24 first, or Kyler Murray. That's actually closer because you like the 24 that. first. I don't really care about the Nico Collins part. But Russell Wilson, um, you're you're still on on board with Russ Wilson after last season? I think he's better than that 204 in that other offer. Yeah. He was a 24 first in the 204. Something like that. No, it, it's better than that offer. Um, I think I'd probably still hang on to Kyler, but that one's close. I think that's team situation. Like, yeah. Because if I'm competing, go ahead and give me Russ in the first, and I can use a first to go get another piece and, yeah, you know, or upgrade a piece I have. But yeah, rebuilding or not, or a fringe contender, ah, give me Kyler. Interesting. Let's yeah. see Kyler and his what twenty. Almost twenty-six-year-old body versus Russ's thirty-four-year-old self, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, what do you think gets me, Dak? You think Kyler in a second, perhaps? It has to be something better than Visca. Like Visca is a is a roster I'll blocker. I'll throw him in the deal no matter what, just because I don't know. That's what started this whole. That's what started the conversation. So right, right. that's that's what I'm saying. Like that wasn't a needle mover. It's got to so, be something that actually moves the needle. Visca literally, to me, is a roster clogger. He's someone that I don't want to roster because I'm almost more inclined to have the roster spot than I am Visca. I'd rather – for me, a pick sounds great, especially if I'm trading away Dak for Kyler. That means I'm probably not trying to compete. So why not get a pick and, and keep points off my team so I can improve my draft pick, et cetera? You think Murray in a second gets it done? That should probably get it done. I would do it if I wasn't a contender. Now, again, you're talking about three teams that are likely at least playoff teams. Yeah. That you're trading with. And then the other is Steady Eddie. So right. He should do it. If he gets that, if you send him Kyler, or yeah, Kyler in a second for Dak, he should do that move. Yeah, I mean, if you go to the uh, Dynasty Trade Calculator that we 
you know, we don't depend on calculators, but they're a good baseline to use as a guide to give you the give you a ballpark of what a player might worth. It does not take into context of of the two teams that are involved, but it gives you a ballpark. You got Kyler at 35.5 points and Dak is at 36.2. So they're relatively even. And Dak is a 29-year-old quarterback, whereas Murray is 25. Uh, and then the pick, the the second is is five is a, is five. So you five points. So you're getting a forty in total. It's forty point five versus thirty six point two. Yeah, uh, which is relatively fair, I guess. You know, I mean, again, but I also don't even like Dak. So, I, but I, I do I, need a starter. Yeah, I like. I actually like Dak. I just do you? you know I like Kyler more. Yeah, I yeah. had Dak on a lot of teams actually. Do uh, you? Interesting. Or if I had to guess off the top of my head, probably four. You got me, you got me curious now. I'm going to look. Yeah. But, and Visca, according to the DTC, is worth 1.1 points. So. <laughs> what is a fourth rounder worth? 24 <laughs> fourth? Yeah, sure. Tell me what a 24 fourth is worth. A 24 fourth. Uh, they, they don't even have – it's not even an option. It's just 24 first, 24 second. You can't even do a third, huh? No. Oh. All right. I can go 23 fourth, which is worth 0.5. So you got to think 24 fourth is, not, is worth less than a half a point. Right. So, yeah. It's not far off. It's not far off. On Visca. Visca is listed as a Twitter darling and hype train are his uh, the two things that come along yeah, with that. That's got going for him. Yeah. Because he ain't done anything to warrant anything else. He is not. Only all he only thing he's done was get injured. Visco. So I think you mentioned another guy. Um, in in your little opening, that that caught my attention, and that that was that KJ Osborne. Did you mention KJ Osborne? I did not. You just have KJ Osborne <laughs> on the brain. I, I don't mention KJ Osborne very much. And when you put when you put this in our little uh, little rundown thing here, the I, I I just knew for certain that this is because you have some uh, KJ Osborne you want to move. I have so a KJ Osborne, yes, that I'd like to move. He's a throw-in piece. <laughs> Go ahead and ask the question that you asked here. The question that I asked about KJ Osborne was: he's in a he's in a he's in a contract year. Um, no Adam Thielen. There's no Adam Thielen. And can he hold off Jordan Addison? We well, can't hold off somebody that's ahead of him already. Hmm. I know first rounder Addison's got that first round draft capital. It's, it's over. Uh, but there's that that contract year stuff, man. Everybody just brings out their best in the contract year. And he Not, that's such a people that are gonna get paid get bring out their best. Not everybody does. Do you look? Did you? I mean, do you, do you? Okay, so Adam Thielen was last year. Did you see the numbers that KJ Osborne put up? Did he put them up with Jordan Addison on the field with a with a legit second receiver? Well, you got to think Adam Thielen's not a legit second receiver. He wasn't on the field though. Hmm. How how much did Adam, maybe he was? Maybe I thought he was hurt a good bit. How much did Thielen play last year? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. That's a good no, question. he played every game. That's my bad. Okay. And Thielen played every game. So let's see what did he have a thousand? Did Thielen have a thousand yards? No, uh-uh. he he did not. He had a pretty mediocre season. Okay. Um, let's see. So Thielen had 716 yards, and KJ Osborne had 650 yards. Right. 60 right. catches for 650. He was the clear third option. Well, would you say clear third? Because he kind of put up similar numbers as to Thielen. Target-wise, I mean, he had 17 less targets. Um, and you could actually argue that Hawk was was a bigger factor than him. Hawk okay. had 86 targets in 10 games with them. Wow. And 519 yards. So, I mean, Thielen beat him in every category. Yards, I mean, targets, receptions, yards, touchdowns. I mean, just. Well, but all that's up for grabs now. Right, and then you have Jordan Addison, the first rounder. But he's he's just going to move right in and take over. I mean, some of these guys take a little bit, a little bit of time to hit. Yeah. I say, I, I listen. I say, if you have KJ Osborne on your team and he's getting some preseason hype, let's 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 move him really fast. 
uh, I don't think there's anywhere to move him. Is the problem? I think that I don't think his I don't think his value can get a big boost because I think everybody kind of knows, or at least has a strong assumption that uh, that that Jordan Addison is going to take over that role. That he's going to be the primary, the second guy behind Justin Jefferson. The passionate Vikings fan in your league that is reading the KJ Osborne hype. The passionate Vikings fan knows that Jordan Addison is better than KJ Osborne. Hmm. You got to find some random KJ Osborne truther out there for that. Interesting. Okay. So I guess what are you holding KJ Osborne then if you have him? You don't have a choice, really. I mean, this dude had a a 31-point game in week 15 last year on 10 catches, 157 yards, 16 targets. So what you just told me is that he had a – 31 point game then what did he do the rest of the year i mean uh week 17 he, he had another nice game but didn't do much didn't do much out. week 16. i want to know what he did so I'm, I'm going in here and looking for he, he did not have a great season nobody was starting kj osborne in that playoff game i guarantee you that he had five double digit weeks in ppr in the entire season yeah played 17 games that that's a disaster for you if you're trying to rely on that as a starter, because those four point four, that's four point five point weeks, the one point five, two point seven or two point three, three point seven twice, four point seven. Those are weeks that lose you games. Like those are weeks that can cost you a win in your lineup. But when you see the um, the headline or the blurb that says. KJ Osborne has been a standout this offseason, which is which is currently circulating. Uh-huh. Heading into his fourth season in his contract year, Osborne, now 26, has a role and recent production to suggest he could benefit from the departure of Adam Thielen. Yada yada yada, that sort of thing. He's averaged, you know, six touchdowns. But- in, are you gonna ask me what I give what I think about these blurbs? Yeah, I know. Preseason blurbs. About them. This isn't yeah. even preseason. This is training camp blurbs. We're not even talking about things that matter. We haven't no, seen him no. in a game, even even if it's against scrubs. We don't know what his usage is. Watch him come in and play with the second stringers after the starters go and see where his value is. Right. I'd move him now just because I don't think he has any value, but I'm just moving him for roster space. Give right. Me third for KJ Osborne, he's gone. You can have him third. Five. You're you're throwing. I'm throwing him in on a as a sweetener on anything with, with, sure. with just this blurb because all somebody needs to see uh, all somebody needs to see is dynasty league football posted, putting out something on Twitter. that says KJ Osborne has been a standout this off season. And all of a sudden there's somebody that's going to be like, huh? So yeah, throw him in a, on a deal that you can't get done. And that might, that might, him that might push it over the line. Yeah. I'm throwing him in and maybe I can get someone to throw a backup running back, coming back the other way. And then I, I score a W because yeah. Then I have a, a point where I can figure out when I can start this person. I don't want to start KJ Osborne. I don't even want to start him if Jordan Addison is hurt, much less if Jordan Addison's healthy. And I got to try and figure out which of the, the which four or five weeks he's going to be good all season long. Fuck that. And I, I hate having friend, you know, wide receiver four, wide receiver fives as starters. That's just ugh. right. I don't if they're working in Addison like throughout the season where, you know, some of these rookies take a, you got to rev them up a little bit before you can let them loose. And Osborne could be the guy in, in the first week or two or three of the season. That That's just, you know, you just, you have to move KJ Osborne. There's no way he's yeah. going to become anybody because if he was going to become somebody, they wouldn't have drafted Jordan Addison in the first round. Right. Yeah. No, KJ Osborne is just the guy that he's good for the team, but he ain't going to do anything for fantasy. Right. There's no point in keeping that hope alive. I don't. I don't see it happening. So, moving on from the Vikings, we'll we'll, we'll also someone else moved on from the Vikings. Yeah, there you go. There's your second. <laughs> Speaking of moving on from the Vikings, since that's what we want to do, how about Dalvin Cook? Yeah. How about <laughs> Dalvin Cook? Where's he going to be cooking? I don't know. I don't know. He wants some big contract. Dude, the money has already been doled out. You're late to the party. You know, you got to the party and the kegs are almost empty. Oh, you may not be getting a buzz anymore, man. Uh-huh. You may be going home sober. Out of beer. Out of beer. 
the 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 um, the tunes, the end of the playlist has happened, and it's dead air now. Yeah, yeah. Cops are probably going to be there soon. Gotta get your ass out of there. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, there's this is not the time period when running backs sign big contracts, you know. And there were only a couple that were going to be signed anyway, you know, four, five, six million dollars. When the biggest contract is Miles Sanders' four-year, $24 million deal, that's a terrible, terrible sign for running backs going forward. Um, but, I mean, now is the point when people sign, like, one-year, $3 million deals as injury replacements and things like that. What? Where does his big contract come from that he wants? Is, you know, it's like two years, 10 or $12 million. I don't know where the hell you're getting that from. Maybe. Maybe it's the Dolphins. Yeah, that's, been the rumor, that's been the rumor from the get-go is that the – that the Dolphins would be interested. Well, the Why Patriots, they love overpaying for um, overaged yeah. players. Like, why aren't these contract offers coming? You know, why aren't they? I, I feel like he got an offer from the Dolphins and he hasn't responded or something. Didn't I see that? Yeah, there was something out there. Yeah. I'm searching it. Da- oh, Dalvin Cook or Kadarius Tony. Another guy that's been getting some uh, pre season Tony. Tony, nice. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in Dalvin Cook right now, no matter where he ends up. And you have confidence in Darius. You have confidence in no. Darius Tony. No, but he's only twenty-three or something, and Dalvin Cook is like ninety-eight years old in running back years. It's mm. like running back years are worse than dog years. He's, yeah. he's on a walker, just hobbling around. He's gonna be borrowing my boots soon. Dalvin Cook or Darren Waller? Waller. Assuming Waller. it's a tight end premium. I don't care. Waller. You don't even care? I don't. I don't care. Interesting. Oh, I know Waller's starting this year. Okay, Dalvin Cook, a 24 first, or Najee Harris? Okay, Cook in the first. <laughs> Nice. Dalvin Cook or Matthew Stafford? Stafford. Wow. Stafford. I I don't think Stafford retires after this year. I think you got Stafford for a year or two, and he can still play. He's not great by any means, but he's going to be just as relevant in his position as Dalvin Cook will be at running back. Hmm. Are you on the other end? Are you you buying Dalvin Cook? Are you interested in Dalvin Cook? I like Dalvin Cook. I'm not. I I would give up a second round pick for Dalvin Cook. Sure, that's a second though. I mean, early um, early to mid second. Uh, I have Dalvin Cook in one league. I don't know. I mean, Dalvin Cook or Keenan Allen. Keenan. Yeah. Keenan Allen pretty easily. Interesting. Yeah, I'd love to move Dalvin Cook. I picked up Dalvin Cook in a trade last year to to make a playoff push that I just ended up totally screwing up yeah uh, and i didn't even make the playoffs because that was that was the i traded dulcich for uh i traded a uh, dobbins away for dulcich and dobbins went berserk and dulcich didn't crawl into a shell and then i didn't make the playoffs and no. i ended up with dalvin cook as a result so i'm hoping he goes to a team that's gonna uh use him i mean i i, I kind of i guess i would be happy if he went to the jets he does catch passes uh, you got to think Brees Hall is not going to jump on the scene and just be Brees Hall again, although he's he's getting a lot of hype as well this time of year. But uh, it's hard to say. I mean, but who again, you know, we, we talked you, you mentioned Miami. Who's the starting running back in Miami? Is it Jeff Raheem Wilson? Mostert. Mostert. I don't know. I don't know, man. Do they even care right now with the roster they have? Do they even care who the starting running back is? As long as they have Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. They're good. They're like, oh, we'll just throw the ball. It's fine. Right. I had somebody put me on blast recently uh, over a, a chain. I traded away a Devin and uh, a chain and a 24 second for Damian Pierce. Uh, he put he, he, 14 team league. And I guess, and the majority of the poll, he put a poll out and he was just like, oh, I did this trade with Larry Monkey. Wah, 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 wah. And then um, it was like arguably the A-Chain 24-second side over Pierce. 
And I was just like, I, I wonder why that isn't closer because I feel like Pierce is going to be in his second. I get he's on the Texans, and a lot of people don't want anybody on the Texans. Well, that and people don't have any confidence in the fourth round running back. But I think people are a little more, a little overconfident on the chain. Right. I feel the same way. I mean, who cares that he put on, you know, 10 pounds? He's still in the early, he's still at like 192 or whatever. Yeah. It's like 10 pounds to get to still a sub, sub optimal. <laughs> BMI and weight, yeah. So yeah. I, I wasn't, I was a little, uh, yeah. So who knows who's going to be the starting running back in Miami? And that's where all the cook smoke is coming from. And if he goes to, if he goes to Miami, I guess that's his fallback plan. That's the wheels it up. That's sound, the scenario. Sounds like that's the fallback plan, and then that just the chain is just turns into crap after that. He's just like a third down back, you would think, right? Here's one for you. Let me ask you this. Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara? Hmm. Dalvin Cook doesn't have a team. Alvin Kamara has a team, but we don't know if he's going to play the first whatever games of the year or if he's going to catch a suspension later. Yeah. What do you think? How old's Kamara? Is he 26? Uh, no, no, no. He's older than that. I think he's either 27 or 28. I'll tell you in just one moment. He is 27, about to be 28. He'll be 28 right. in a couple weeks, three weeks. And Cook is like 28 already. Yeah. Uh, give me Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook turns 28 a few days later, like a week, two weeks later. And I know Dalvin Cook has uh, like a chronic shoulder issues. And he's had chronic shoulder issues this whole time. Yeah. So it hadn't cost him but a few games here and there. But I feel like he's doing the right thing by taking his time and he's going to pick pick a place that you know who knows Dalvin, uh, Alvin Kamara might not might not start right away and they invested in running back position also in Kendra Miller they might be looking to turn the page with a all with a brand new quarterback and who knows yeah maybe i think if they start to turn the page they're they're going to be entering rebuild though and that's never the saints hate hate that situation they're like no we're just going to try and hold out and maintain and well you're in you're they're, in, they're putting lipstick on a donkey is what they're doing you're in saints country how's everybody feel about camara down there uh, you don't hear anything about him no. and everybody here loves alvin camara but you don't hear anything about him right now hmm. nobody wants to talk about it i think it's like you know if they don't talk about it it's not real kind of thing they're just they're gonna ignore yeah. it and hope it all goes away and that Alvin Kamara is still playing just like he did four years ago. I mean, come I mean, Dalvin Cook got 300 touches last year. 55 targets, 253 rushing attempts, 10 yeah. touchdowns. Uh, I mean, some, somebody's going to sign him and they're going to run him into the ground just because he's he's now a, a journeyman. Yeah. I don't know if they're. I don't know if anybody's going to run him into the ground because I don't know if there's a situation out there where he's going to get that kind of usage. He's come out and said that he's okay with sharing the load. He wants to be on a on a contender. He wants to be able to hold up the trophy. He said. So and Camaro last year had. He didn't have the touchdowns, but he had 75 targets and right, and and 200 touches but he only had four touchdowns but that was because the saints were, were terrible yeah so yeah i mean they're pretty even but again kamara's got that legal legal stuff that so you'd expect him. right so give me, give me cook. Yeah, give me cook. and we don't know where he is and the other one is give me cook and the, yeah give me cook and the possibility that he will be active week one yeah. on a team i'm taking kamara yeah because at least one team wants him I don't know who wants Cook. Kamara would have been canned already if he if they didn't want him. But he's such yeah. an integral part of that community and that team, like the face of the team right now. Kamara's the face of the team. From the pa fans' perspective, I think it's easily him. Oh, you know, this, this is Derek Carr's team now. Not from the fans' perspective. Well, once he goes out and have one nice you game, well, you can't replace Drew Brees. That's mm. the thing, man. You can't replace Drew Brees down here. He's he's gonna have a statue, and you know people are gonna wear their Drew Brees jerseys for the next ten years, even though he's retired. The Brees, he's that guy, he's that guy down here. 
The Brees statue. Oh, there's definitely going to be a Drew Brees statue. All right. No doubt about that. Surprised it hasn't already been put up. So I recently took a – so I'm in this best ball draft, and uh -huh. I started in – I had the 102, and in the 17th and 18th round, which is kind of like a, a bookend wraparound, I went with Jacoby Brissett and Tyler Henneke. Sure. Two, two potential backups that could assume a starting role at some point during the season – based on not just based on injury but based on performance yeah that's fair i mean i think i'd have more confidence in Brissett taking over for howell than mm -hmm. for uh heineke taking over for ritter like i'd feel i'd feel better about Brissett from that scenario for sure um so i yeah. want i would prefer Brissett, but i don't think it's it's whatever I think the Falcons are going to give Ritter every chance to fuck it up, and he's probably going to just going to be pretty mediocre. But yeah. I don't think they see any upside with Heineke. I think they just want him as a, as a backup. You know, we've, we've seen what Heineke does. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, any other Howell, backups? Howell's just not good. Uh, the, I don't know, man. I'm pulling for him. That's like you, can, you can pull for him, but it doesn't yeah. mean he's going to be good. doesn't even mean you think he's good. Like, I could pull for – I can pull for the Falcons and know they're not going to be good. You know, like I don't right. think that pulling for for a guy means that he's going to that you think he's going to be great or even good, you know, or even decent. Both quarterbacks have weapons at their disposal. Mhm. Mm Are there any other court backup quarterbacks that you're going to maybe target in the later rounds or who or it's just somebody's that that you have an eye on? Um Colt McCoy is is a guy for me that I think could be interesting. Given the whole Cardinal situation, um, I'm trying to think of who. What do you, who else? How do you like Mike Mike White? I mean, you can't. It, you know, there's risk with Tua, so might as well yeah. take stabs. You know, Stetson Bennett. That's one that I think could be interesting if Tana, if uh, Stafford went down. Yeah, he's been getting some early. Early pub also. It's been it's it's weird. It's funny that you get all this kind of silly stuff this time of year, and then once the preseason starts, you never hear from these guys again. So, yeah, I don't think we hear from them unless there's an injury, and that's the thing you're counting on. So. Gardner Minshew. I mean, he might even start the first couple games, but I don't. I think Richardson's going to have a long leash once he gets on field. But I mean, I get I get that Richardson's the athletic freak, but everybody his whole thing has been his lack of experience you don't get experience by sitting on the bench well you also could get your head knocked off if you're out there not knowing what you're doing yeah i think that's where someone like richardson is different because mm. he can run away he's not just stuck in the pocket getting hammered you know when you put a when you put a uh, a david carr back there and he yeah. can't do anything he's just stuck Taking those hits, that's one thing. But when you put, you know, a mobile quarterback and let him run around a little bit, it changes things. Mm -hmm. You know, Jalen Hurts was getting just, I mean, pockets collapsing and whatnot, and he was getting loose and making plays. And that's why they liked him more than Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is back there just panicking. I think that Richardson's going to be the same kind of dude where he can take off and get, you know, make plays. So they're not yeah. just going to bench him because he's getting beat up. Yeah. But he's also got to be able to throw the ball. And that's a problem. That's a significant <laughs> problem. Um, you know, but uh, getting back to this best ball, if you just want to use this as a, a measuring stick of where these guys went, uh, Trey Lance went in the 14th round. I'll start with him. Wow. And, and then, it, then it went all the way to the 17th round. The first pick in the 17th round was Will Levis. And then I took with the 11th pick in that 17th round, Brissett. Then it was McCoy, and then I took Henneke on the way back. Then Darnold went the end of the 18th round. Then Gardner Minshew went in the 19th round. I might have taken Darnold over Heineke. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do get that there's positive reports coming out of San Francisco but uh, about uh, Brock Purdy, but I think there still could be something there with Darnold. Yeah. Not 
not from a he's going to be a long-term thing, but just from a he might end up starting some games. I agree. I just don't like that whole three-headed monster thing, you know? Yeah, I get that. With Lance I and Trey, I, I just want to know if Trey Lance is going to be on the team when the when the season starts. That's all I want to know. But I think they're going to need more more reassurance from Brock Purdy that he's able to do it before they move him. The fact but they signed yeah. Arnold is pretty telling with Purdy and, and Lance. Well, they need another body because they didn't they weren't sure about Purdy. Mm, and that's yeah. the same reason that that they still have three is because they aren't sure about Purdy yet. Yeah. And, and uh, the reason I like the reason I liked Henneke there is I just I just see him running around after Ritter, you know, shits the bed. I see Henneke just just doing what he did in Washington, which is just like kind of just running around all over the place and getting those rushing yards and and dumping it off to all his weapons. And yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about studs and stars here, but this is just like back end of the roster, potential bye week fillers and trade trade pieces when when the starters go down and get injured. Yeah, we're definitely not talking about guys that you're going to want to, you know, put up there with the Lamar Jacksons or uh, Josh Allens, et cetera, of the world. That's for sure. Hmm. I do. I, I mean, I know Mike White flashed, but he only, he was he, he's as fragile as Tua, which I don't really understand why Miami made a play. I know Mike White's from that area, but um, you know when he did play, he was effective. So, and he's just as mobile as Tua. So he's yeah, another, guy might, another guy you might want to keep your eye on. Yeah. So. Oh. Well, hey, we mentioned the listener league earlier. We have still uh, a couple of things. So we had, we thought we had the listener league, the third copy filled, and we had one person who can't do it. So we have one spot left in the third copy. Uh, that's, you know, we're a 14 team super flex. Now it'll be three copies. So we'll have 42 teams in here. Uh, if you want in on that, it's a $50 buy in, and part of it goes to charity, but there's still a lot of money in there because we have 42 teams and we have an overall champion. So, there's some winnings to be had, and uh, it's got a fun, fun little thing because you can draft people's future first in the big twist. So if you like to talk shit a little bit, we're we're the league for that. That's for damn sure. Uh, Hollywood has been getting drunk and talking shit all, all weekend. Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> he keeps looking for me, but I was I've been all over the place. Right. He's coming after me when I'm already passed out. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's like, dude, you know Larry ain't making it any further than this, right? He's gone. It's eleven thirty at night. Like he he's not he's not with you. Uh and then we have two orphans that we are gonna give we're gonna give this year free. So twenty twenty three will be on the house. Um there's gonna be a dispersal. Larry is all, already in the dispersal, he's announced that. And uh we're gonna take any other takers anonymously for the dispersal. So I don't know how many others will join or whatever, but so there will be at least three teams of assets. Uh, if you're interested, message me or Larry. Let us know if you're interested in the uh, startup or the free, the two orphans that are free, and uh, we'll get this thing filled up. Uh, now people are really getting at me, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I got to get this. Thing I know, done. I'm getting the messages too. But uh, in in terms of this dispersal and these orphans, just to give you a heads up, my team. I have Brees Hall that I'm throwing in the dispersal. I have Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony, Dulcich. I got the 108, which is the the 102 or the 104. Yeah, <clears throat> the 120. Yeah, the 111. The and I have a slew of of second round picks, which can be used as first round picks in the future. And yep. I have a ton of picks that are going to be that are going into this dispersal. Yep, there's going to be some fun. It's going to be interesting to see how people build in this because one of the teams that's an orphan had a really nice team. The other one did not. But uh, one of them has Dak and Kirk, um, Josh Jacobs, uh, Devontae Adams. So some like real win now pieces. Pat Fryermuth is in yeah. there. And then there's a lot of picks. And the other one had some multiple picks. Sam Howell was on that. Uh, I, just, I just, I just counted my thing. picks. I have 28 picks that'll be going into this dispersal. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So there's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting to see who who in the group decides I'm gonna win now, and then probably the other 
for now, the other two are going to be, you know, let's plan for the future with all these picks and young players. But yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some options there. So two two free teams for orphans and uh, one looking for one last person for the startup or the uh, 14 team third copy. Let's do I it. Love it. I love it. If we don't get somebody for that. That copy, we're not that back down, baby. We're not yeah, turning baby. Into a twelve teamer. We're not doing it. I'm resistant. Oh, yeah. I'm resistant. I, I feel confident. I feel confident <laughs> that somebody out there is a degenerate and needs a league right now. And we are your, we are your guys. All right. It's a fun league, man. It's so, like, we have some shit talking going on, and you know, it's loaded with a lot of people that everybody knows. Yes. Yep, Basically, yep. anybody that comes on the show, we're like, yeah, come on, let's be in the league. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Do you want to wrap things up, and I'll just put some. Uh, I'll just get this out first thing right now. I mean, that sounds fine to me, bud. Little man is uh, stirring. He's sat up a few times. He's okay. laid back down. He's sat up. He's laid down. He even stood up a minute ago. Oh, and now he's just playing with his feet through his little. Nap All right. Stuff, so. Well, check us out time. on the SFB Potathon. That is the. That is that's your homework, folks. You want to tune in. To YouTube, and I think most fantasy channels will be broadcasting the SFP Potathon, but obviously check out the SFP Potathon feed. We will be on at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in the morning. I don't know. My daughter's back from camp. Maybe I'll have her uh, dress me up for the for the show. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, baby. Let her do your makeup, your pre your pre-show makeup yeah she would love that she would love to do that i will i will see if uh we'll see we'll put, our, we'll put our heads together and we'll see right. how it goes but i don't know anything else for the people uh that's it for now man check us out right. 7 30 on sunday morning 7 30 a.m est thanks for listening to the dynasty hot sauce pod one two three four Larry Monkey. Justin Rogers talking to